Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. Dealing with pests can be a pain, but relax. Terminix can help. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. With over 95 years of experience, they have what it takes to take on any pest problem fast. If your home or business has pests, don't stress it. Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. From UFOs to psychic powers and government conspiracies, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. A production of iHeartRadio. Hello, welcome back to the show. My name is Matt. My name is Noel. They call me Ben. We are joined, as always, with our super producer, Paul Mission Control Deccan. Most importantly, you are you, you are here, and that makes this stuff they don't want you to know. Uh, We wanted to start the show today. You know, we always usually do a a little bit of a check-in, but we wanted to start the show today with a bit of a state of the union. As you and millions of other people hear this show today, you, odds are, you are listening to it while you are bunkered away somewhere, possibly self-isolating. And we want you to know that the four of us, Noel, Paul, uh, Matt, and myself, are doing the same. This is our first episode that we're recording remotely. Yes, it's true. Ben, are we allowed to spoil what's going on with you right now, or is this just for us? <laughs> Please, feel free. Feel free. Well, bad, bad, uh, you know, not only are we seeing each other uh, for the first time, well, Paul's usually on the other side of some sort of screen, a glass screen, uh, but now it's a real a virtual screen. Uh, ben is, is wearing uh, something of a costume today, um, and uh, I'm quite enjoying it, slash terrified by it. Well, it I, okay, I just want to describe Ben's situation a little bit. Ben, stop me if it's too much. In, in the shot of Ben, we've got a luchador mask that is white and red, primarily in color, uh, that Ben is wearing. It looks epic. He's got his headphones on. Behind him, there's a there's a, the cutest cat that you've ever seen and some candles, and it just looks like an epic uh, time. I just want to be hanging out over there, oh but I'm stuck gosh. here in my house. Um which, by the way, you may hear a child running around uh, every once in a while. Hopefully not. But you may end up hearing that in these recordings. We'll do our best to remove it. Matt, did you leave out the uh, Baphomet altar on purpose? Or were you just thinking we would uh, spare people that yeah. detail? That's just w- it's just the way my office looks, guys. I'm sorry. No, I was talking about Ben's Baphomet altar. Oh, <laughs> I want to describe everybody's uh, setup here. So, Noel, since since you're up right now, I want to say uh, Noel is by a window. He's got a lovely. Uh, you're you're a bit of a connoisseur of art, so Noel's got some awesome art hanging up uh, there in the back, and then one by the window. And you've got you've got kind of a glow from the window, man. It looks really cool. 
Oh, thanks, man. It's sort of a backlighty situation. Uh, I appreciate you acknowledging my glow. Uh, and is is that a Stratocaster? What is that hanging up? Uh, that is a Jazzamaster. Right oh, there. yeah. I've been doing a little work on it. Got the action just like I like it, and uh, got a bunch of cool effects pedals that I've been toying around with, keeping myself from losing my mind. <laughs> and uh, and let's pass it to let's pass it to perhaps the third and most mysterious bunker, uh, Matt. You look like you are in an episode of one of our favorite shows, The X Files. You've got this amazingly this this like uh, dramatic lighting just on what is your left side? There's just a little bit of light. Yeah, I've got a window open and I've turned off all electrical devices I possibly can because in testing my mic out here, I noticed that there's electrical interference all over this room. I don't know if it's a power line situation, if it's just the electrical in my house. And I've never really attempted to use one of these mics here before, but it sounds awful oh wait a second wait a second matt so you're are you using one of those uh condenser mics the the usb mics it is it is a usb mic yes but it looks like an sm58 just you know a standard handheld mic but another another part of this image of you is you've got one of those pop filters so when your face is behind that it's like there's this giant black screen completely blotting out your face you look sort of right. like a character from sin city or something it's it's quite remarkable and and eerie yeah one one extra thing is i i always turn my head when i breathe be, because i'm a professional you know mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. shout out to tay zonde all right <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, I, let's do this, you guys. Let's. Sure. Uh, by the way, we we need to just again, Ben. You already kind of talked to everybody already, but just to know that it is genuine and coming from our hearts. We we really are thinking about each and every one of you, specifically you listening to this right now, and what you're going through, what what you're having to do to stay safe and protect everybody else. Sometimes right now it feels uh, scary. I would say there's there's a lot of anxiety that comes along with our situation that we all find ourselves in. But um, just know that by taking the precautions you're taking, you're you're not only protecting yourself and the people you love, but, but everybody. So uh, just keep going strong. Well said. Well said. And we want to hear from you folks. So we've given you a brief update on our, uh, our bunker situation. So we'd love to hear updates from your neck of the global woods. If you want to send us a, a photo of your current battle station, if you want to uh, give us your observations, reach out. Uh, feel free to. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. All that jazz. As we've said, uh, we're we're all in the midst of this this pandemic occurring together. Uh, we have more coming regarding the current crisis, the conspiracies, and the consequences involved. And today, we thought, since so many people are suffering from COVID-19 news fatigue, that we might collectively enjoy a dive into something largely unrelated. Chemtrails. Are they real? Oh, buddy. Here are the facts. Okay, first off, uh, we, we need to differentiate between some pretty often conflated uh, concepts, phenomena. Uh, while chemtrails are pretty controversial and often the subject of tons of conspiracy theories, contrails are a uh, distinct different uh, and actual facts proven things. So what is a contrail? Um, It all comes down to jets. Jet engines spew out super, super hot air. And because water vapor is also one of the byproducts of the exhaust, the air is also incredibly humid. Uh, Where these jets fly, the air is typically cold, often below negative 40 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, Additionally, uh, the atmosphere at that altitude has very low vapor pressure. Um, or the force that's exerted by a gas on its surrounding environment. Yeah, that's right. And when this jet engine is emitting this hot, humid air into that atmosphere you described, Noel, that's so cold and has low vapor pressure, it results in condensation. And the water vapor coming out of the engine very quickly condenses into water droplets, and then it very quickly crystallizes into ice. Those are what we see forming behind a jet engine. Those are the contrails, and that stands for 
course. It's, it's short for rather condensation trails. We have a we have a pretty good example of like how how you can witness this phenomenon for yourself. Yeah, it's pretty simple. If you've ever been outside before when it's very cold or maybe inside and you breathe out slowly, you know, more of a than a pushing air quickly out of your mouth, um, that puff of air dissipates really quickly when it's dry, uh, even if it is very, very cold. But, um, you know, if you do that on a day that's a little more humid, it might stick around quite a bit longer. And it's the same with contrails. When the atmosphere is more humid, the contrails, just like your breath, we're gonna, they're going to linger out there in the atmosphere for a longer time before they dissipate. But again, when you've got uh, a drier atmosphere, they're going to just kind of um, just go away a lot faster. And you've probably witnessed this before. You've probably seen a couple of different kinds of contrails or streaks across the sky that maybe you think is a contrail or a chemtrail, but you're not really sure. But you've probably witnessed them dissipate extremely quickly behind a, a jet engine or, you know, an airplane, an aircraft. And you've also probably seen them linger for a long time. It feels like hours. Uh, just, just remember that you have seen this before. Right. You've seen it before, but many of your friends may have assured you already that you have sometimes seen contrails and sometimes seen something else, something called a chemtrail. According to its proponents, a chemtrail is something much more insidious because while a contrail is understood to be more or less benign, according to these theories, a chemtrail is purposely designed and dispersed to expose large swaths of unknowing people to any variety of chemicals. So here's the idea. Basically, uh, these can, in theory, uh, these chemicals might be intended to create uh, some sort of widespread physical change to populations, um, animals, the environment, or plants, or create some kind of widespread psychological phenomenon, uh, changes in human beings. For example, a lot of uh, conspiracy theorists um, to, to use the, the term of abuse, I guess, here, uh, often get hung up on this notion based on super anecdotal evidence that uh, epidemics of flu-like symptoms, for example, can be connected to instances of chemtrails. Or in an incredibly extreme version, the idea is that chemtrails could be used as a form of population control, um, weeding out the sick and elderly. So um, this is all some pretty extreme stuff. Let's let's go into a quick history of this before we get uh, to been out of shape here. Right. So if you were let's say in the 1970s or 1980s, trying to learn about the idea of chemtrails, you wouldn't have found the term. It's fairly recent. These theories first came into the mainstream world in the 1990s under, uh, under Art Bell's work at Coast to Coast AM. And they they blew up in the mainstream, first on the fringe, but then in the mainstream, they're actually mentioned in Congress. U.S. House Bill H.R. 2977 uh, banned various types of weapons in space, but it also originally started out with a reference to chemtrails. Ultimately, this reference was removed, but you know, people who believe in chemtrails will say this thing in congressional record is indicative of it being a real Whoa. problem. That was on October yeah, but, 2nd, 2001. But the mention specifically alludes to it not existing. Oh, right. Uh, the, the mention says uh, the, the mention when it was introduced by Dennis Kucinich uh, did seem to like, did imply that there was potential for some kind of weapon that would be called a chemtrail, but they removed it because there's no scientific uh, proof about this. I see. I think I'm confusing this with the uh, the the group of Harvard engineers that David Keith was leading, um, who was the professor of applied physics at Harvard's John A. Paulson School of Engineering. And there was a uh, a quote from him that that says this: uh, "We have not seen any credible evidence that chemtrails exist. If we did uh, see any evidence that governments were endangering their own citizens in that manner, alleged in chemtrail conspiracies, we would be eager to expose." and stop such activities. Yeah. 
Um, although we didn't do that when we were using essentially chemtrails as a weapon of war during, you know, the Vietnam War or in other conflicts where we were actually spraying things in the air to kill, you know, both plants and to potentially harm enemy combatants. Oh, no, I mean, not, not, not even to mention things like weaponizing insects. And this is a crazy one, but there was that whole experiment where the U.S. government dropped uh, flea bombs on uh, poor parts of, I believe it was Louisiana and Florida, Ben, isn't that right? Yeah, that's correct. But but just specifically, I mean, I'm not I'm not trying to uh, discount or, or play that down, Noel. It's just specifically using aircraft to spray noxious chemicals over a population or an area, right? Um, as a weapon of war. Oh, totally. And, and I, I only mentioned the flea thing because it was specifically to spread biological agents to like you know diminish people and give them like you know malaria and stuff or potentially you know use it as a, as a, as an agent of war as well sure and, and really what we're setting up here is the the difference between the the intense theories that are out there right and then what established science says about chemtrails specifically spraying at these higher altitudes right right that's that's why um that's why David Keith's quote is one of my go-to answers when people ask what the scoop is regarding the misinformation, the disinformation, the allegations, and of course, the facts. Because that statement seems pretty conclusive, and Keith and his team of engineers are not some kind of rogue renegades from the ivory towers of the academy. What they're stating is the status quo establishment Conclusion. And while this may seem comforting, the truth, it turns out, isn't as cut and dried. We'll tell you the truth, warts and all, after a word from our sponsor. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy to use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snag a Job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast from Ruby Studio in partnership with Intel. Explore the future of technology that's rapidly evolving our world today with the help of AI. There's still so much work and research needed to fully understand the power and potential of AI. And Intel is at the forefront of implementing AI and revolutionary technology that's changing the world we live in for the better. In each episode, Graham interviews the minds transforming medicine and healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more 
while pioneering new uses for AI in these spaces. So tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Here's where it gets crazy. This actually happened. Chemtrails actually happened. Uh, and not just not just the dispersal uh, that you had mentioned earlier, Matt, in times of war or famously over St. Louis here in the U.S. We know for a fact that the United Kingdom did conspire to secretly experiment on their population, not just their service members, but on their civilian population through the deployment of what could be reasonably described as chemtrails. Yeah, so here's the basics. Uh, Starting in 1940, the British government used the unsuspecting domestic public as actual facts guinea pigs for biological and chemical warfare experiments. Uh, In more than 750 secret ops, hundreds of thousands of people were uh, subjected to what they called mock biological and chemical warfare attacks from aircrafts, ships, and, and road vehicles. Uh, and this went on until 1979. Yeah, yeah. And don't be fooled by that idea of mock biological and chemical warfare attacks. These weren't all uh, dry runs. These weren't all war games. In fact, many of these tests involved releasing potentially dangerous chemicals and microorganisms over huge amounts of the population without the public ever being told. And think about think about that span of time there. That's almost 40 years, 1940 to 1979. These were designed by the Ministry of Defense to, uh, to assess what would happen to the UK if Russian forces released, you know, clouds of a biological or chemical uh, weapon across the country? But here's the deal. In most of the cases throughout this long period of time, the trials didn't use biological weapons, but some kind of alternative that the scientists thought would maybe mimic germ warfare in some way. And the Ministry of Defense claimed, you know, these substances that they were using were actually going to be harmless. However, and it's a big however here, there are certain areas around the UK uh, where the families there would have children and these children would have birth defects. And uh, those families in particular are demanding a very specific and public inquiry into the, the substances that were used during these tests and really just to get as much public information as possible about them. Yeah, and they met with uh, no shortage of red tape, something that you could arguably describe as stonewalling. So the the outcry that hit in, let's say, 2002, 2004, came about partially because of something called Operation Antler. Operation Antler was the official investigation into the activities uh, that were citing from 40 to 79. They were headquartered or masterminded, maybe is a better word, from a place a lot of people in the U.S. probably have never heard of. It's called Porton Down. Porton Down is a science compound in Wiltshire, England. It's called Porton Down because it's just northeast of Porton, which is a village near Salisbury. It's home to two British facilities, the Ministry of Defense's Defense Science and Technology Laboratory and a site of Public Health England. The DSTL, Defense Science and Technology Laboratory, has been known as one of the most secretive and controversial research facilities in the British military for over a hundred years. So think of, um, what's the place in Australia, Pine Flats? Pine Gap? Gap. Pine Gap. There you go. That's it. It's like Pine Gap. Yep. And the... Inquiries that the public and former service members have been raising established that a number of the people participating in the service volunteer program, 
a.k.a. where the soldiers can sign up to be exposed, uh, they claim that they were tricked into taking part in these experiments. They had consent, but not informed consent. And then some of these uh, retired service members also claim to have suffered long-term illness or injury. Uh, in some cases, you know, similar to the well, in some ways, similar to Vietnam veterans reporting of exposure to Agent Orange. And then again, as you said, Matt, long tail intergenerational effects like birth defects. And it doesn't stop there. Yes, it's true. Uh, research by a gentleman named Ulf Schmidt, who's a professor of modern history at the University of Kent, uh, revealed that British military aircraft dropped thousands of kilos of chemicals that possessed, uh, quote, largely unknown toxic potential on British civilian populations um, in the Salisbury area in, in Wiltshire, um, Cardington in Bedfordshire, and Norwich in Norfolk. Uh, around 4,600 kilos of the chemical zinc cadmium sulfide, which is now uh, known to be, or at least uh, thought to be, pretty carcinogenic, potentially, on account of its uh, containing cadmium. Um, and this was um, allegedly dispersed from ships, aircraft, and moving trucks, or as they uh, call them in the UK, lorries, uh, between 1953 and 1964. And uh, again, we're looking to Ulf Schmidt here, who, who wrote a book called Secret Science, and within this book, he also shows that commuters in the London underground were subjected to very similar illegal experiments. And, you know, just before we continue on here, do you, do you guys remember, or are you listening, do you remember warnings about tests within New York subway system mm -hmm. where they were going to do some testing with dispersants of some sort? Um, to see how chemicals or agents would move throughout the transit system underground in New York. Do you guys remember that? Oh, yeah. I love that reasoning, too. Let's just see what happens. Well, yeah. Well, the, there's this concept of attempting to experiment with, in this case, the, just the, the thing I'm talking about here, to see where a contagion would travel if it got released in... Uh, a specific station. Oh, I see. You know, underneath in, Manhattan. In, in terms right? of the air patterns or where it would be carried, like through which tunnels and it would, where it would go or? Well, yeah. And, and as commuters, you know, are, are subjected to it, get onto a train, they get off somewhere. How quickly does it spurs throughout the, the Manhattan Island or, you know, how far does yeah. it go? That's fascinating. Um, but this is the same kind of thing here a little bit, but it's, uh, it's closer, closer to human experimentation in my in my opinion, at least. Right, right, right. So this is very important. Uh, I want to interject here. It is still human experimentation. The stuff in New York, from what I can recall, was uh, just exactly what you said. It was a modeling exercise to take an inert substance or material that would still behave the same way as a weaponized aerosol and be trackable so we could monitor the spread, which is actually a pretty smart thing to do. Uh, but the ethical quandary there is if you tell people you're doing that, no matter how, uh, how transparent you are about how harmless it is, people aren't going to ride public transit if they can help it. Why would you expose yourself? And you know, this is an understandable fear because like, uh, like we referenced with Professor Schmidt in his book, Secret Science, the operations on the London underground involve the release of large quantities of a bacteria called Bacillus globigi or globigi. Uh, and the scientists wanted to say, they wanted to determine whether, quote, long distance travel of aerosols in the tube was due to transportation within the trains themselves or whether the big weak point was the air ventilations in the tube. Uh, from what I recall, both were pretty bad. But this isn't all that the UK did. We're going to pause for uh, one more sponsor break, and we'll be back to tell you about how these experiments went global while they were still classified and top secret. 
Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer? Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast from Ruby Studio in partnership with Intel. Explore the future of technology that's rapidly evolving our world today with the help of AI. There's still so much work and research needed to fully understand the power and potential of AI. And Intel is at the forefront of implementing AI and revolutionary technology that's changing the world we live in for the better. In each episode, Graham interviews the minds transforming medicine and healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more while pioneering new uses for AI in these spaces. So tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So we have returned. It's true, conspiracy realists, these experiments did go global. The research also reveals that these experiments occurred in another part of the world that was a British imperial possession at the time. This was Nigeria. Chemical warfare trials were were held there as well. And we even found the specific area of Nigeria in which they were held. A place called Obanagoro in southern Nigeria specifically was the site of four British Cold War scientific missions that spent a total of around 15 months dispersing and assessing the effects of large quantities of experimental nerve gas. Uh, weapons. Um, so this this location was important because uh, it permitted field trials to be carried out in a tropical environment. And of course, that was not uh, the, in Britain or Australia. Right. Importantly. And that means that there was uh, much less oversight and uh, people were also much less likely to be able to su- successfully inquire with the government about the uh, possible detrimental effects. And before we, you know, we kind of conclude here, there's there's another experimentation that that calls back to just this concept of putting out weird agents or clouds of terrifying things to test both how the air is going to disperse them, um, you know, and whatever else, whatever other parameters are being tested there. There's an instance from 1952 
where on the on the west coast of Scotland, there was a cloud of bacteria, not just any bacteria, not like the ones that were released into the London underground, literally plague bacteria, a cloud of it that was released to see, essentially to test again, like in all these instances, what happens to this stuff when it just goes into the air? Where does it go? What happens to it? Well, there was a fishing uh, fishing boat that happened to travel through this cloud of freaking plague bacteria. Uh, it's a, a vessel full of fishermen. They just went right through it. And there was this horrible, you know, feeling in the pits of the stomachs of the, ex- the people experimenting that, oh, wow, um, let's see. I wonder if any of those guys are actually going to get plague. Ben, I don't know if you read about this one, but it was just really really creepy to think that unknowingly you could drive your, your boat, your ship uh, that has a bunch of just working class people through a cloud that ends up being plague. Yeah. The same reports confirm that the, the government was uh, dispersing anthrax, like not, not an inert chemical, actual anthrax. uh, And they were doing this not just off the Scottish coast, but also all around the Caribbean. Uh, and that the that that even in the highest halls of UK government, there was tacit approval. So people may have had plausible deniability, but they knew what was going on, and they let it happen again for decades and decades and decades. And just one other quick thing here: it's noted in both the Independent and I believe in the the Guardian newspaper that the Bahamas. This, this, the territory of the Bahamas was seen by a lot of the scientists performing these kinds of tests as the absolute best place to carry out these kinds of surface uh, tests without any kind of restriction. Just be aware of that. And was there something that was particularly appealing about these tropical climates? Yeah, a couple of things. Uh, first, just the environment, uh, given, uh, given that it had enough similarities geographically, if not climate-wise. It, it just had enough geographic similarities to the United Kingdom, which again is, you know, a collection of archipelagos. Uh, so this is a good way to see how something, how uh, a landmass with a with a huge coastline could be affected by maritime dispersal. That's why it's off the coast instead of you know on the on the land in those experiments. And just uh, to give a little bit of clarity there about the Bahamas, it was, this is a quote from the Independent, it was an uninhabited island in the Bahamas in the sea near that uninhabited island. So it wasn't, you know, necessarily directly on the, the population of the Bahamas where people are living, but it's still very close. And with all of the the winds that that are happening out there, you know, you can pretty much predict the weather, Ben, but what's the quote we always like to use about the weather? <laughs> uh, meteorologists are... Oh, alchemists? <laughs> no. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, it's, yeah, the, you're right, though, especially in that case, they were not working super hard to do their due diligence about whether people would be endangered. Uh, the specific stuff they uh, deployed was Venezuelan equine encephalitis in that uninhabited island in the Bahamas. This kills donkeys and horses, but it can also kill human beings, and it can be spread by mosquitoes when they bite the horses or the donkeys. This is an addition to, by the way, G-series nerve agents that was deployed in Nigeria. Uh, that that can do things like um, cause a loss of certain bodily functions. Uh, if you survive, you'll have long-term neurological damage, psychiatric disorders. And then, of course, we've mentioned the bacterium Bacillus globigii. globigii. I'm, I'm not entirely certain on that. Uh, that can also cause fevers, uh, occasionally fatal. This is heavy-duty stuff. This was not... You know, we can't emphasize this enough. This this was not just like silly string they were spraying around or Febreze or something, uh, neither of which are sponsoring the show. This was, these were weapons of murder, potentially. And you can say that this was a, a scenario uh, to figure out 
how how it would spread during an attack from an antagonistic force. But the reality of the matter is, it was not a dry run. It uh, the the idea that we're doing this for quote unquote defense falls far short of justifying what actually happened. So this all means that yeah, in a way chemtrails were very, very real. At least, if by chemtrails we mean the concept of illegal and dangerous aerosol dispersals. Well, you certainly don't need a weatherman to know which way the eastern equine encephalitis blows. It's... Well, it's it's whichever way the wind wind blows, I guess. Um, that's that's upsetting, though. Um, but yeah, I guess I guess we can put that one to bed. I mean, I don't know. Like when when we talk about chemtrails, though, uh, I think the 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 big picture thinking behind them as a conspiracy is largely still kind of you know the jury is out if not it feels entirely debunked this is a very specific instance where it's something that we could absolutely classify as a chemical disbursement at high altitude but what we think of as being chemtrails as like the kind of holy grail of conspiracy theory circles i think we're all still in agreement is uh is is a bit spurious yes right so when when people say uh chemtrail you know, like you said, no, they're thinking big picture often about what looks like a contrail. Uh, however, uh, this this alti- this high altitude disbursement did occur. Uh, we know it occurred multiple times. We mentioned seven hundred and fifty times, but the full extent of the test in these programs exceeded went into the thousands. Isn't that right, Matt? Well, yeah, at least according to the latest. Um the latest numbers from Professor Schmidt's research that we mentioned earlier. Um, the investigation or his investigation as of, I believe, 2015, was that when this was? Uh, yeah, July 2015, when this article in The, the Independent uh, was written. He is believing that up to 30,000 secret chemical warfare substance experiments were carried out. And most of that was occurring at the facility or the, the area we were, we were referring to called Porton Down, where there are British soldiers being experimented on specifically. Right. So that 750 number is the, uh, is the piece of the pie that applies to the public so far as we know. Yeah. And this, this means that like so many of the modern conspiracy theories in in this our new age of folklore there is a grain of truth here there is there is a seed of fact in this or a spray of fact if we want to be real jerks about our language uh, this is only one example of uh, government doing this of course as we've mentioned the united states has done uh, multiple experiments like this uh, we haven't dived into it yet but or we haven't dove into it yet but uh, I would be incredibly surprised if the USSR or the FSR, as it's called now, was not doing the same thing at some point. At this point, here in 2020, members of the UK public, including retired members from military service, are still pushing for further investigation. In a way, again, it's similar to, you know, Agent Orange allegations. But what what do you all think? I mean, this is proven. This actually happened. Is this the whole dirty story now finally revealed, or is there more to it? In other words, is this the tip of a biological warfare iceberg? It's a really tough thing to to wrap your head around, knowing that in a way, wherever you live, your government may see to it that there are experiments either on you or, you know, your friends, your family, your neighbors somewhere uh, within, you know, a, a short drive of where you live. There could be experimentation occurring on the people, um, the moms and dads and sons and daughters and, and all of that. I It's a really tough thing to know that. And it's what we're talking about today. It's Cold War time. Most of this occurred, correct me if I'm wrong here, Ben, but during Cold War times where there are how no matter how warm they are there are threats there are outside threats and these you know governments are attempting to stay abreast of situations stay ahead of technologies and germ warfare is one of those things and many times that is to make sure we know what's going to happen if we 
when I say we, I mean, if our population gets hit by this type of germ warfare, what's it going to look like? How could we respond to it? Um, and maybe that's giving a little more of a benefit of the doubt to the situation. I, I don't know. The one thing I would want to add here at the end is to caution yourself when thinking about this kind of stuff and then perhaps applying it to our current situation with um, with the novel coronavirus and, and with COVID-19. I can't sit here and tell you that there isn't some other reason behind the release of this, but I also would say it's very unlikely that it's any kind of a, a attack, right? Well, it's highly Matt, unlikely. There's no way. Right? Highly unlikely, but I think viscerally we can understand the threat and the feeling associated with like what it would be like to be a, a victim of someone knowingly doing something like what we're experiencing right now, right? I mean, I think like psychologically, that is something that is is very unsettling thinking about you know what what it would take for someone to have that little disregard for human you know life and human sanity to do something like that knowing how isolated and scared everyone is right now with this current situation i i that's, i think that's 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 what that's where my mind goes not that our situation right now is in some way some version of this it's more just the psychological you know uh fallout of dealing with a situation like this I'm tempted to agree. I think that's a that's an important point. Uh, but we would be remiss if we didn't if we didn't hit that point, and if we didn't also note, uh, ju- uh, we're going to have some more updates on COVID nineteen coming. Uh, a lot of people on Twitter and various platforms have asked to hear. Uh, a bug out bag specific episode. I I would recommend um, we're we're going to do one specifically on bug out bags and how to uh, get out of areas if you need to and you don't need to yet. As a matter of fact, please stay indoors, as they say on uh, Mitchell and Webb. But but we have to point out we have to point out this: the idea that. COVID-19 could have been manufactured. It's been floated by a bunch of different different um, entities and institutions, including members of the Chinese, uh, the Chinese government. But these still remain conspiracy theories. It's similar to the idea that HIV was purposely created to, you know, uh, to weed out some specific part of the global population. These would be terrible weapons to choose for that. I think we said this in our earlier COVID episode, uh, because although it spreads quickly, it wouldn't, it, it doesn't behave the way way that a bioweapon ideally would behave. And if you wanted to make one, uh, which we'll talk about at length in another episode, if you wanted to make one uh, and you actually tried, you would do a much better job than COVID-19. This is still dangerous, but it being dangerous, I think the scariest part of it is that it had a natural origin. It did not take human intervention to make it as much of a threat as it is today. And and to the point about misinformation, please, 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 when you're out there on the internets, uh, when your relatives are sending you posts from someone they heard from Facebook or something – please politely ask for a source because misinformation and panic are as contagious as a pandemic. They're a pandemic all their own. There's nothing wrong with asking people for that kind of source if they say something that, you know, feels weird. Because, you know, Matt, Noel, you guys have noticed, uh, it seems like everybody's got a cousin who somehow works at the Pentagon nowadays, right? Sure feels that way. And, and, you know, I would say even when it comes to positive news, you know, because nothing is, is worse than false hope. And there might be some people that would disagree with me, but it feels like the way the uh, not to get too political, but the way the administration is handling this right now, it's a little off uh, in that there are some claims being thrown around that don't have sources to back them up or that have kind of uh, anecdotal sources, like in terms of like a miracle drug that'll like cure this thing. And I think a lot of folks that get their news uh from certain locations and from these press conferences uh, will be largely disappointed and, and when, when they find out this is not, in fact, what it was set out to be. And the, the idea of availability of masks and availability of uh, relief and ships that are coming to people's rescue and 
New York and California, uh, we've yet to see those things come to fruition. And, and there's a lot of overpromising and underdelivering. And I would caution people to, you know, temper expectations in that respect, too. I mean, don't, you know, feel hopeless, but let's just be realistic. I'm going to make a light comment here really quickly. And I, I promise everybody we're going to wrap up. Noel, as you were talking, I don't know if you noticed, but I, I, which cat is that, Ben? That is Dr. Vankman. Dr. Vankman in the background has been quietly giving these cute little meows. And Ben, wearing his luchador mask, has been trying to get Dr. Vankman to to be quiet. And the image, Ben, Mm -hmm. is one of the cutest, funniest, weirdest things that I've experienced in a while. And I just want to thank you for lightening my day, lighting up my day a little bit. And while Noel was like, while Noel was <laughs> talking about uh, all the crazy misinformation that we're kind of wading through at this point. Yeah, I, I, I appreciate that. I guess I won't put them in the cat gulag just yet. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, it's always weird when you start working with a new producer, right? <laughs> <laughs> to, to, to that point, though, about the, the danger of this positive stuff, this false hope, it's true, you know, as there, there have been U.S. government officials who have said, uh, I believe it was U.S. government, who have said cockamamie things like, just put uh, air from a, a blow dryer up your nose and you'll be fine. And there are people selling, you know, flim flam and, and woo woo kind of cures. If something sounds too good to be true, the unfortunate the unfortunate fact of the world in which we live is that it's because it is untrue. So well said. Uh, we also want to know what you think, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you are happy. We hope you're healthy. We hope you are safe. Just as importantly, we hope that you are exercising critical thinking in these times. Uh, we want to hear from you. As we always say, you are the most important part of this show. So you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Twitter. We like to recommend Here's Where It Gets Crazy on our, uh, it's our Facebook community page. Uh, we want to know what you're going through. Uh, we want to know what your thoughts are. And we also want to know if you have any other stories of uh, illicit biological warfare testing that you feel your fellow listeners should uh, should know about. So, so please let us know. And if you hate the social media, as we always say, we have a couple of other ways for you to get in contact with us immediately. You can always call our number. It is... 1-833-STDWYTK. You can call us and leave a message just like this person did at 1.22 p.m. on the day we recorded this. And here we go. Hey, guys. Um, I love your show. Uh, I just want to say thank you. Um, I'm, I'm calling. I just got done listening to the uh, you know, Do We Have Enough for Everyone podcast. Um caught the tail end, you know, talking about the coronavirus, and I just wanted to add that uh, my significant other, uh, she is a registered nurse. Um, we live outside of uh, see, Milwaukee. Uh, that's about all the information I want to, you know, let you guys know. But anyway, she has been responsible for taking care of one of the three patients that is infected with the coronavirus some specifics about him. He's uh, mid-30s, not immunocompromised, uh, very healthy, um, and he was infected, and uh, he is now in in critical condition. Um, Just just wanted to say that, you know, all these millennials are not too worried about the severity of it, that they're invincible and stuff like that. uh, You know, this, this gentleman is, you know, may or may not lose his life, so... Maybe that'll help people take it a little more seriously. Anyways, hey, thanks again, guys, and uh, look forward to hearing the next show. Thank you. It's it's unfortunately a common tale that's happening in the United States more and more often in the past few weeks and days. People who uh, would seem to be otherwise healthy would seem even to be outside of the 
target demographic uh, for uh, for COVID cases requiring hospitalization are falling one after another into hospitals. Uh, just a few days before we recorded this, in fact, a 12-year-old child here in uh, here in Atlanta, Georgia, was hospitalized with what was originally diagnosed as pneumonia and then later realized to be COVID-19. So this is affecting everybody to to your point, caller. This is also affecting millennials as well. Just because you are, say, 25 years old or, or under 63 or something, it does not make you immune and it does not mean that you should be playing around. Is that about the size of it? It's, it's one of these things, too, where, I mean, the story just keeps evolving where, you know, one minute it's like, oh, don't take ibuprofen. And then it's like ibuprofen's fine. And one minute it's like, you know, uh, people with that are symptomless are worse vectors. They apparently carry a higher viral load is one thing that I saw reported. So that's the reason it's so scary right now is because people don't know who has it and who doesn't have it because there aren't enough tests. And potentially folks that are asymptomatic are, are like, you know, acting as super spreaders because they think they're all hunky-dory. So uh, it's just the kind of story that just keeps evolving. And uh, without becoming a paranoid, you know, news freak, I think it's important that we keep an eye on it and just do our part and do not play Play around. Stay, stay home. Agreed. A 100%. 1 million percent, actually, if we're going to violate the rules of math there. Uh, we are also just like you, individuals. So you can, you can find us on the internet outside of our show. This is one, this is the first pandemic in our hyper-connected age. So we are, like many people, using social media and online tools to stay connected even when we can't physically be together. Uh, so with that in mind, if you want to find us as individuals, there are a couple of ways to do so. You can check me out exclusively on Instagram, where I am at How Now Noel Brown. Um, I have a cat too, uh, a tailless uh, cat named Fernando, who uh, isn't quite as fluffy and, and cute as, as Ben's cats, but um, really has his moments. And you might see him pop up on my on my stories from time to time, and and maybe some of the f- weird ambient music that I'm making to pass the time. Agreed. Fernando's great, uh, aka Robert. He's he's a cat with moxie. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Uh, and you can hear the dogs barking in uh, my neighbor's yard uh, on my storyless Instagram account, Matt something underscore Frederick. Uh, I heart something. I don't remember what it is. I, I, I love this part of your character that just doesn't give a crap about social media. It's really charming. I, I'm not joking. <laughs> I, I, I enjoy that that about you. Well, you just won't find anything because I don't do anything. But I'm there. So, you, you know, if if an emergency happens, maybe I'll publish something and you'll know about it. <laughs> a social media emergency. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. I can't. An SME. Yeah. Yeah. We're all waiting. Oh, speaking of which, uh, acronyms that begin with S that are three letters long, can you believe that Saturday Night Live is gone dark for like the first time maybe ever? I can. Yeah, it's the right thing to do. It is the right thing to do, but that was when I was really like, okay, this is real. All the late shows, all the late shows as well. Uh, I believe Stephen Colbert has recorded some monologues uh, from his house. Ira Glass is just like us. He's recording from his house. Uh, we're, we're aiming collectively to keep making these podcasts as long as we can. And we hope that it, uh, we hope that it gives you, you know, some, something uh, to connect with, something to hear. Uh, and we hope that you communicate with us. Uh, we aim to keep going until the proverbial or literal lights go out. If you want to find me on the in- internet, you can uh, find me at Instagram at Ben Bolin and a burst of creativity, as I always say. Uh, if you want to share news or ask about the veracity of various things related to the pandemic, you can always find me on Twitter at Ben Bolin HSW. Been fielding a lot of great questions there and some pretty off the wall ones. Uh, but just to reiterate everything Matt and Noel have said, uh, this is serious. We are here uh, and we are we are working ardently. You can't, you know, you can't hear Paul on this podcast, but he's tuned in as well. So uh, we're hoping to be here for you. Yeah, and the best place to find information is always at this point the CDC, the WHO, 
um, an, an organization like that that's trying to keep tabs on as many people as possible and really find a vaccine as quickly as possible. So just keep your eyes open and your ears to the ground. And we'll be here just like you. And if none of those means of contacting us quite quarantine your badgers, never fear. We have one solid way that you can reach out to us all the time, anytime, 24-7. That's right. Our good old-fashioned email address. We are conspiracy at iHeartRadio.com. Stuff They Don't Want You to Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.